Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you, as always, for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from a soon-to-be snow-covered Radio Harambe studios. And joining us from completing four sold-out shows at the Stardust, it is <laughs> Safari Mike. How are you? Jumbo, Dave, how are you? How's Vegas doing? It is apparently uh, better than New Jersey. I did not realize you guys were getting a ton of snow, but uh, it's sunny here and not bad. You know, it started last week saying we were getting six to ten inches. I just looked at today. Now it's coming. It's imminent, right? It's starting mm-hmm. in the next couple hours. 18 mm-hmm. to 22 inches of snow. Oh, boy. Like, when did I move to Edmonton? I don't understand. But um, anyway... A couple days ago, Mike put out a call, we all put out a call for some questions from listeners, and we thought this would be a good chance to kind of go through some of, you know, to let you guys predict the top, or, you know, say the topic for us, and give us an idea of how we're going to go about the show here. So let's start with some listener questions. Before we do that, though, don't forget the t-shirts. We are uh, go to all the link in our show notes here. Go to any of your social media and that you know where you follow us. You'll find the link to get to our T Public store. Some great stuff there. Been selling well. All of the money goes to the International Rhino Foundation. Is that what it's called? Foundation. Yes. Fun. Yes. I can't remember that mm-hmm. last name. Foundation. Foundation. <laughs> uh, we've already made a donation to them, so it's been successful so far. So keep it coming. Check it out. Uh, some great stuff on there. All right, are we ready to do the questions? We are very ready. We might as well just jump right into it. I got nothing else to talk about. Um, the first <laughs> question comes from Delaney, who asks, and I don't know if we can answer this: how hard it is to get a job as a vet there. <laughs> I got you know, Dave. If you look at the because we put uh, questions out for both on Twitter from my Twitter feed as well as our Instagram page. And our Instagram page is Disney's Animal Kingdom. Yeah, so um, people think they're talking to Joe Rody, or, or yeah, or somebody who was actually involved with, uh, you know, the inner workings of uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. I imagine getting a job as a vet there is not easy. Um, but getting one at any major zoo is not easy. So I, I imagine um, it is. Uh, you know, they only get the best of the best. Is that true, Mike? I mean, is 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 the vet that works in a place like that? I mean, I, I guess there, they have to be a lot. There, there has to be a lot more education involved in that than there is to be, you know, a vet for pets around the corner from your house. You know, I mean, that's well, got to I mean, be a different just, level of. Yeah, I mean, usually uh, vets that are in major zoological institutions get uh, get the you know the, the higher ups in the, of the class, if, assuming. 
they're getting somebody uh, straight out of school. You know what I mean? And they're I mean, also they're research the, people. They're sort of research often, doctors. Oftentimes, more. yes. Oftentimes, yeah. yes. Okay, so uh, the next one, and I don't know. This is from Barbados. This question is, <laughs> is it possible to have a behind-the-scenes tour of the bird show when we visit? No, it is not. Yeah, don't ask us. Don't ask us. Um, if you're trying to get Disney's Animal Kingdom to give you some sort of special bird show, because this is from a sanctuary uh, or some sort of special access, I would recommend that you contact um, Disney's Public Relations, of which there is many, many opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is this one? This is Michael writes, uh, what happened to Camp Mini Mickey? Well, what do you mean what happened to Camp Mini Mickey? It was plowed over for <laughs> Avatar Land. It's a, that's a simple question. Um, you know, Camp Mini Mickey was supposed to be temporary when it opened. It was going to be where the Beastly Kingdom was, and temporary turned into 20-something years before they uh, you know, plowed it over for, uh, for uh, Avatar Land. They eventually, they eventually replaced the temporary land. It was always um, a, it was always a placeholder. It was always intended right. to be that, and it was, believe it or not, a butt of a lot of jokes for a while, because to call it a land in the sense of other lands, I'm putting that in quotes in Disney parks. I mean, what was it? It was a stage show. It was well, actually two, two stage shows, shows for a while. Yeah, for and a while there, though, for the last more than a handful of years, it was just one festival of the Lion King, right? And a couple of meet and greets. And a couple of meet and greets. And that's it. Yeah. There was no restaurant. No, there was just like one sort of. There wasn't like even a gift a shop. Count, there was a window where you could uh, purchase some things uh, yeah. food wise. But there wasn't no, even there a was gift no shop. Real. Like you weren't, you know. No, no. It was it, it was, was it was just a placeholder for what Mike said before, the Beastly Kingdom, uh, which never happened. Um, mm-hmm. Well, there's a question coming up about the Beast of the Kingdom on there, from the Twitter side, but yes, there always is, Mike. There always is. <laughs> there is, always is. That's right. It is one of the great questions of all. Uh, and so um, it was always going to be temporary. And it, once they moved the Lion King over to um, Africa, it really didn't have any purpose anymore. Now, did it? Other than no. a meet and greet area. No, but that when they moved when they moved the festival liking over to Africa, they had already decided that Avatar Land was coming. Right, it was just a uh, no. That was just step one. Right. So it is gone, and we'll never see again. Um, let's see. Salvador writes: Are there still plans to have an Australian area at Disney's Animal Kingdom? It'd be pretty cool to see more marsupials in the park. Um. I wouldn't say still plans. I don't know that there ever were plans. There were never plans for Australia. There was never a uh, Australia land that was theoretically coming. The only one, the only land that they said was happening and never happened was Beastly Kingdom. And Mike, did Australia ever go anywhere besides the podcasters' wish list? I don't I think mean, so. It was never talked about seriously from no. Imagineers, as far as I know. No, no, no. It was never even like a real rumor. Uh, you know, it was never anything more than wouldn't it be, you know, podcasters and bloggers saying, wouldn't it be cool to have an Australian land with uh, koalas and kangaroos? Right. Because if you're going to have yeah. animals, <laughs> that's they're an, they have an interesting set of animals. 
Right. Unique. Very unique. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. So I would say, especially now, I mean, we've said this before that, um, since the opening of Pandora, uh, don't expect too much to change too many additions anytime soon. I mean, I think they're going to change things along the margins, but, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. You know, I can't imagine another land coming to the animal kingdom in the next, oh God, 15 years. No, they're, I mean, after Avatar Land, they, you know, moved over to Hollywood Studios and did all the Star Wars stuff. And now they're into now, Epcot. Yeah, now it's Epcot. And it's going to be Epcot for a little while because everything's got delayed from COVID. And, you know, even a lot of the stuff they already announced for Epcot already got cut. So, right. Logan on Instagram asks a question that generally gets asked almost every time we do this and is always in need of an update, um, especially the way he phrases it. With Joe Rody officially retired, do you think we will ever see the Disco Yeti fixed? Uh, go ahead. Do you want to go with that one, Dave? Well, I mean, it was we were all pinning our hopes on Rody's... Um, you know, he put his flag in the sand there and said, I will fix this thing. No, yeah, he did a couple of years ago. He said that. Absolutely. Yeah. And now he's not around to fix it anymore. No, my guess is that it's going to be too difficult to fix. I have said this from the very beginning. They will never, ever, ever fix the Disco Yeti. Like you said, it would cost millions probably tens of millions at least dollars and there's no real reason to <clears throat> it's not going to move the the needle at all it's not going to bring any additional people right. in i mean they'll have a few bloggers there the first week to, to videotape it and put it on their website but other right. than that it's you know it'll be a, a story for a couple of days and then it'll, it doesn't matter you still get people it's not like people are not going on expedition everest because the eddie's not working I don't it's generally still- get into uh, you know what would make Walt roll over in his grave, but this is one of those things. To uh, have it um, and just sitting there dormant, I, my guess is you'll find probably find it dismantled and replaced mm-hmm. with something smaller, or maybe you know a statue that doesn't cost as much as this one does, and it doesn't right. weigh as much, and doesn't have possibly the same impact. So nobody's ever I don't think anybody's ever said exactly officially why it doesn't work. They don't do that at Disney. Um, But from what Mike and I have both been told, the movement of it actually was essentially damaging the foundation of the very building of the the skeleton on which the whole thing is built. Mm -hmm. It was so powerful and it was so heavy. It was moving the actual foundation. I mean, engineers, architects obviously made a mistake <laughs> mm-hmm. in in calculating the load on this thing. So right. you could you can't just it's not that the animatronic doesn't work. From what I've been told, they could turn the animatronic on tomorrow. Right. But that its movement and what it does now will break everything. <laughs> right. So could they make it so that it moves less? Could they that, my guess is that's what they would have been exploring this whole time mm-hmm. it, is how can they get what's working to work within the context of the problems that they're having I just don't think they've ever found it I mean I, I no I, I just don't think it's so uh, as Mike says it's never going to be refixed and uh, never be fixed and I think it'll probably be taken down or and replaced before it's ever fixed 
Uh, Stacy writes, how... Um, this is a Disney Plus question. Is there an animal named Duggan? Dugan? Yeah, that is the... Uh, oh, Dugan was one of the animals that had a baby. Which one was that? Um, let me look it up real quick. What's the question while I'm looking that up? Is it, is, how is it doing? Is it, you know... Is it is he still there? Uh, you know, is there any update? <laughs> uh, Duggan was Duggan the rhino. I want to say that Duggan was the rhino. Well, Duggan is the, the father of uh, the herd of white rhinos in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Right. But hold on one second. And there and and there are baby white rhinos. There has been one recently. Yes, yes, yes. And it's on stage. So that had to happen after the show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, Duggan is the is the father of Mike's the, looking of it up the, as we speak. Yeah, I am looking it up. Um, this is, <laughs> I've forgotten who Duggan was when I was uh, – I saw that question. I meant to look it up beforehand. But anyway, uh, the, Duggan is the father of White Rhino. What was the question again? Any update, or is are they doing yeah, well, okay, or are they still yeah, there? Yeah. As far as everybody knows, they're do, everybody's doing fine. I okay, mean, Disney, so again, the zoos don't often. If there's any real issues, do, yeah. zoos don't typically um, announce that. It's, you're, not, you're you're unlikely to get a blog post that says, right? You know, such and such an animal has uh, this terrible disease and will probably die within six months. The you're, only you're not way you're ever going to get an update on that animal. Is if one of your safari drivers happens to know which animal it is right. from looking at it, which they likely don't, and or it ends up on season two of uh, <laughs> yeah, Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, because as Mike says, zoos don't discuss it. No, an animal dies, you never know. They yeah, don't. Yeah, it's, it's only when it's a real, real iconic animal for those park. Like sometimes right. you you'll get like a particular zoo that's had like let's say an elephant for sixty years, or and everybody knows everybody or, knows what happens to the pandas. Well, well, that's what I was getting to next. The other yeah. one is uh, pandas. So if you have a panda, everybody knows their name, Lily or whatever they you know, right? Whatever names that uh, that they have, and um, everybody knows it, and everybody knows what's going on. So if one of them gets sick and is off, they usually have to announce that because people want to know. But most people don't know the names and the identities of the elephants sitting in the uh, in the exhibit. They just know, um, you know, that the zoo has elephants and let's go see them. Yeah, I mean, if you if you ask a handler or a, somebody specifically, they generally will answer you. Like, for instance, my son always went out to Rafiki's Planet Watch to the affection section to mm -hmm. see this one goat. His name was Willis, because they're all named after like 1980s um, TV characters. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so they all have names like that. So he went to see, he go, he go, would go out to see Willis. We went out there two days in a row. He didn't find Willis. He had asked handlers. Finally, a handler came over to me and said, you know, a few months ago we had to put Willis down. Oh boy, he was old when you know for the last since we, he got him when we got him he was old. They said right, right, right. You know, and he's not here anymore. So I said, I'm okay. So she even gave you that information. She did. 
Yeah, because I guess she may have seen him the day before or what have you. So mm-hmm. if you do ask specifically, they will tell you or they'll tell you he's not here anymore. He moved on. They told Colin that they moved him to another zoo. Okay. And he went to, to a different zoo. Okay. Because so, <laughs> we had to come That's up with the old uh, uh, the dog went to the farm. Exactly. Uh, you know, uncle's <laughs> Uncle Joe's farm. Exactly. <laughs> right. You got it. All right. So let's go on to a question from JP who asks, uh, why are there no more Eld's deer in the Maharaja Jungle Trek? Well, they're gone. I, I confirmed that with uh, with one of the vets at the uh, at the uh, uh, at Disney's Animal Kingdom that they, they are no longer uh, part of the collection where they went. I'm not sure, but but they were removed. Wasn't anything in specific. I imagine again, it probably had to do with you know maybe them getting older. And when was when did when were they removed? How how long has it been? Since oh, they... recently. It's it's within the last you know since it reopened from COVID. They were oh, there okay. before. They were there before COVID. Um, ex- what exact date? I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, when I saw this question, I was thinking to myself, did I see them when I was there last night? I couldn't remember. Yeah, they've been there for well, they've been there yeah. since the beginning. Um, but uh, yeah, they're gone now. And it's, uh, you know, relatively recently. Big, big antlered South Asian deer mm-hmm. species mm-hmm. that was over. They were, pro- they were probably in between the two tiger exhibits, right? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. where they were. They were with the, where the, where the, um, the buffalo and the right. uh, cranes are, that, that kind of open field. Yeah, and black buck antelope, too, were there. Okay, so Wendy writes, can you, again, she thinks she's talking to the Animal Kingdom. Sorry, mm-hmm. Wendy. Uh, can you please stay open after dark because Pandora is epic at night? Mike, any change on the horizon in? No, I was looking at the schedule for, you know, March and April, and it's closing at 5 o'clock. Even throughout April, even throughout. Uh, uh, throughout March. March. I- I'm not sure about once we get to Easter. I haven't looked at that. Yeah, because it's a heavy time, spring break, Yeah, Easter. that will be, yeah. Yeah, so that look look for that to see if it's open then, because then you're getting a little more light. Um, you know that might be a time to open it. Anyway, let's see. Let's get this is the last one here. William writes, and I like this one. Uh, Since Primeval World, Rivers of Light, Lion King, Buradika, and Live Music, Nemo, etc., are all closed, what's mm-hmm. your favorite beer drink in the park? <laughs> <laughs> So now that we don't have any way to sit down and enjoy any of these things, um, what is our favorite? What, what what can we do to pass the time rather than see all those wonderful things that we used to go see? Well, that's easy. No med lounge. You know, it's a whole it's a whole menu of uh, of great drinks. You know, I like uh, I like uh, quite a few of them actually. I'm a fan of the Lost on Safari served at the Dawa Bar. Oh, really? Okay. So if you want something like that, if you really have a sweet tooth, what's that one they sell over at Yak and Yeti? Oh, oh, shoot. Yeah, the uh, that's the the um, the ice thing. Yeah, Uh, like a Yeti cooler or. uh, Yeah, I can't think of the I can't think of the name is you've caught me. I forgot (laughs) what it was actually called. It is as sweet as could be. But it's it's good though. I mean, a lot, a lot of people. Yak attack. Yak attack. That's it. I just That's looked it up is. myself. Yak attack. That's exactly right. It's good though. It's worth a try. They have some <laughs> other frozen ones over there that are good. There's, um, 
you know, some nice specialty drinks over there. There's also some stuff, um, like Mike said, that I really like at the, you know, at the um, Nomad Lounge. Mm-hmm. They got some great stuff over there. They do like, um, and I also know over at the Yak and Yeti, they do a tropical daiquiri that my wife liked. It has like a kind of like a combination of, um, you could do like a pina colada kind of thing or a combination okay. of two. Um, there's also an Everest one over there with a rum drink. Uh, a lot of them it, are rum drinks. I think it's like the Everest Avalanche. That's a good one, too. It's a good okay. good rum drink over there if you want something like that. But, yeah, you're right. With all these things closed, this is the reason why I haven't gone back in, since since it reopened because so much stuff is closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that does it for Instagram. So, okay. I got about a dozen from uh, Twitter. You ready? Go for it. I haven't read these yet. Hung Throttle Podcast has asked, if you had to work at any attraction or restaurant bar at Animal Kingdom, which would it be? You could do it for all the parks if you want, but we could stick to Animal Kingdom. I would certainly pick Kilimanjaro Safaris. If I had I mean, to work at any place? Mm-hmm. Boy, that's a good question. I'd probably bartend at Dawa. Because it's open, uh, it's I, I would imagine the day goes by real fast. Mm-hmm. Bartender at the Tower Bar. <laughs> well, it certainly would have been a lot better when Barudica was there, but you know it yeah, is what it is. Yeah, I w- I think you're probably right about that. I, I'm not sure if um, hmm. See, I'm not one who wants to seat people in a you know I, the last right. thing I would want to be is you know. Uh, the the the, the bellhop at the Tower of Terror, or uh-huh, uh-huh. the person who's you know makes a mean face and seats you on the haunted mansion. That seems like just not my kind of day. Gotcha. Um, it would have to be something interactive, something where I'm talking to people. I enjoy that kind of thing much more. Um, and you know, people are so talkative in Disney. You know, people are so, especially with cast members, they ask you a million questions and they think you're an expert on everything. So I'd kind of like to be in one of those type of situations. So I would say mm-hmm. probably, yeah, something like that. If I can't play in Buradika when they come back. Because that would right. be right. Yeah, I mean, I would be a Kilimanjaro Safari driver or maybe even a wild life, uh, a, a, a wild, um, uh, what's the, uh, the, the Africa Trek Um Oh yeah! Oh, that's... does that? Boy, that's a good one too. That's a good one too. A tour guide. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think I would stuff. like that. I think I would like that. Tour guide or bartender. <laughs> yeah. Next question, Dave from yes. at Dan Meyer. Uh, if Zootopia has to come to D- Disney's Animal <laughs> Kingdom, I know what would be the best way to incorporate it into the park and keep with the conservation theme. What type of an attraction could it be? And where would you put it? Uh, and would it have a bar? Well, first okay. of all, any, any, any new land obviously should have a bar. But anyway, other than that, go ahead, Dave. You were going to say something? Uh, I mean, I guess my answer to the question would be the only thing that makes logical sense is a blow up and redo of Rafiki's Planet Watch. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of, too. Um, I just I mean... I, Zootopia is nowhere near the property of the Lion King. Nowhere near it. I mean, it's no, and it's also popular uh, movie, but the Lion King is one of the epic <laughs> uh, 
properties in Disney history, you know. I was I was having a, a, a arguments a strong word, but about uh, whether or not Zootopia even fits in Animal Kingdom. And my uh, my position it is absolutely does not. It's not a story about animals. It's just it's a human story. It's about racism and uh, you know uh, social equality. And it just happens to have like a fox and a and a rabbit being you know wearing pants. I, I think even Joe Rody has come out and said it's not part of, it would not belong in Animal Kingdom. He has a quote unquote no pants rule. And so I mean the Lion King and the Jungle Book, Lion King and Jungle Book obviously humanize animals because they're talking and they have emotions and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but at at its core, it's. They're still the animals. They look like animals. They're trying to be and, animals, right? And they still there is usually some sort of act like an animal, um, you know, whether it's Simba roaring or, or having a pride land, and you know that's you know it's telling a story in an animal world. Zootopia is not has nothing to do with animals at all. The story itself, it's just yeah, animalized humans. It's just humans. It's a human story. Not not one about animals or conservation. It's about you know social equality. Yeah, I I don't mind it. I mean, if they want to put something in Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom, that fine, go right ahead. It fits perfectly fine in, in either one of those. Um, but you know, I, now I that have, Joe Rody's gone and, and yeah. Bob Chapek is, you know, IP or die. Uh, you know, I could see them eventually putting something, and I I agree with you. It would have to be in. You know, Rafiki's Planet Watch. It really doesn't belong in any of the current lands. It would have to be its own thing. Yeah. Um, you know, separated out somehow. Um, I mean, you could do like, I mean, what type of attraction would it be? I mean, a, a dark ride would be fine. If certainly Disney's Animal Kingdom is lacking of dark rides. Um, so a, another one would be fine. But I wouldn't do Zootopia. Mike, I, don't some of the places you hang out in Vegas have no pants rules too? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna. I want to admit something here. I've actually never watched Zootopia in its entirety. I've seen a few minutes of it here and there. I did. I, uh, I didn't really care for it that much, to be honest. I know it gets. Uh, it has its, uh, you know, uh, supporters for sure. Some people loved it. Uh, I was not one of those people. I put on a lot of the sort of the newer modern films for my son when we got Disney Plus. Um, and he that that didn't hold his attention. So I mm-hmm. I don't think it belongs. If I had to shoehorn it in, I'd put it out there in Rafiki's Planet Watch. But I think that's maybe even just a portion of it because, like I said, I, I just don't think I, maybe I'm an old guy and I don't know the what the hip thing is. But I I just think The Lion King is more popular even with younger kids than Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway. What's next? next one from our T-shirt designer at Raising Las Vegas? Yeah. Um, the question is, I feel like the Nemo show was shoved in there because the park is lacking ocean representation. How would you better incorporate ocean species into the park and where? Yeah, Dev. OK, first of all, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think it was put in there because somebody came up with an idea that tested well with an audience and uh, they couldn't find any other place to put it, uh, and they put it there. I, I don't. I really don't think any other reason besides that. I mean, Mike and I have talked from the beginning about how it it doesn't really belong. Um, it's not, you know. Anyway, how would I better represent oceans at the Animal Kingdom? Correct. 
is I don't think I would an acceptable answer. Okay. You, you would just leave it at Epcot, I guess? It's not an aquarium. I mean, the Animal Kingdom is not an aquarium. And if you wanted to build an Epcot-style aquarium over there, assuming Epcot didn't have one already, uh-huh. that would be fantastic. I mean, if they didn't have that when they opened the Animal Kingdom, they didn't have the Living Seas, which is what it was back then, um, you know, uh, it would have been great addition because it would be unique to zoos. Not a lot of zoos have an aquarium section. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be fantastic to build something like that. Uh, uh, man, what a challenge it is, though, right? To to do that? Um, maybe... Could you open? Hmm. How could you do it with more aquatic animals? Uh, I don't even know how you, you do it. Uh, That's I a have tough question. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I have some ideas. There's a lot of space. Number one, there's a lot of space around um, the theater in the wild, which is where that takes place. There's some, to, you know, immediately on either side of it, right before you get to the bridge that goes to the to Everest or to the other direction towards Dino Land, that there is, you know, empty space where you could put some exhibits that uh, where, you know, for people to enjoy, you could do, you know, I've thought of doing like a, um, like a turtle lagoon, like a turtle pond or a, or a uh, stingray beach where, you know, uh, many zoos have areas where you can, like a touch tank for stingrays. You could do something similar to that. To kind yeah, of see, that's what I was trying to the, think of. Into the theme of yeah. Finding Nemo the Musical. You could even, if you wanted to keep Finding Nemo the Musical there, that's fine too. Um, yeah. The other thing you could do is just plow over Finding Nemo the Musical and build an actual aquarium there. That's fine as well. Right. Or even, you can even change the, the if you wanted to change up Finding Nemo, because it's been kind of there for a while and I think it's sort of run its course. And, you know, any place that has a stage show, uh, I, uh, you know, changing it every, uh, Every once in a while is not a bad thing at all. Um, so, you know, you could do a Moana and still keep an ocean theme there um, by, you know, putting a Moana show in there. So there's a few things you can do. You could build like a, you know, like I said, a couple of uh, exhibits all, all around it, whether it's turtles or stingrays or even just some, you know, coral reef exhibits. If you wanted to stick with the Nemo, you could build, you know, some uh, exhibits where you kind of walk into grottos and there's coral reefs. You know, you, and, you know, you can you know, See that? have yeah. all those kinds of animals, and you know, all those kind of those colorful reef fish in an exhibit there too. Right. Um, Disney's lucky that it's in Florida, where it, you know you can have all that stuff outdoors. Places like uh, you know the Bronx Zoo, where you know I worked for all those years. Tropical animals obviously had to be kept indoors during the winter. Um, you don't have that problem. So if you wanted to have a tropical kind of uh, lagoons and and that kind of thing with uh, reef fish and stingrays and stuff. You could easily do it. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking of, you know, and, and you went to it there. I was thinking of some way you could do, like, marine mammals or, uh, you know, along the lines of the otters. Mm-hmm. Something where it feels a little more like, like a That's zoo it. exhibit rather yeah, than an easily- aquarium. You could easily do a sea lion uh, attraction sea lion. there. The turtles is a great idea. They do a lot of work with the turtles at Vero Beach. You could um, do penguins. There are tropical penguins, penguins too. Are so there's great. penguins yeah, in Australia. That yep. Even if you wanted to keep it Australia, yep. Um, there there are tropical 
uh, like I said, tropical uh, penguins, like the little blue penguins from Australia. Those are great. That's a great. That, that, that's where my mind was going. That's what I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. Was to do something like that without doing like a um, a kitschy show or without doing, you know, it, we don't want a dolphin show. You know, we're beyond that here. Uh, right. Yeah. You don't want to do that. But um, we're know. not SeaWorld here. Right, right. But you could easily do like, you know, Turtle Pond or Sea Lion Exhibit or Reef Fish, right. Lagoons, that kind of thing. Sure. But my answer is just don't. Anyway, what's next? <laughs> uh, this is from uh, Taco Man 945. What do you realistically think will be the next attraction built in the park and when? Ooh. When I would say, okay, you're looking at least five years before you have like a major attraction, brand new um, ground up attraction. Yeah, I'm gonna go okay. with the, uh, you know, not just sort of like you know, like a new animal exhibit. I mean, technically that could would be a new attraction. I'm assuming he's thinking, you know, big time, you know, the next expedition Everest type of attraction. Right. Right. I think it's very good. When does the next Avatar film come out? Uh, I think three years. I think twenty twenty three, maybe. I'd look around that time, a little after that, twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty two, twenty twenty four. If those come out and they're successful, I wouldn't be surprised if they added to Pandora there with something that fits into that IP. That would be my, you know. Well, I don't know. That, that'd be my guess. I can't see. I mean, could you see anything else? The only thing I could see is maybe five years from now, them completely redoing uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch. Like just tearing it down and bailing it from the, from the ground up and something or, else. Unfortunately, that will likely be Zootopia. Right. But, um, uh, but I think that's probably the next thing. Or Dinorama. Or, well, yeah. I, I was just going to say for our next show, we'll be talking a little bit about that. But that's. That seems to yeah. be dying, Dinorama. Yeah, I mean, those are the two obvious places where it would happen, but I, I think Mike's timeline is right. I think it'd be five years before you were even heard anything about that. Yeah, anything big, because yeah. it's going to be a couple of years before they ever put any more money into the parks uh, yeah. based upon the, the COVID and right. uh, attendance issues right now. My guess is Rafiki's Planet Watch will stay the same as it is. Um you know, maybe do some updates now and again with the show, little show that's out there or what they do inside that could change, but it's never going to be anything more than that. Um, you know, Rafiki's Planet Watch has a crowd issue. It's difficult to get people mm-hmm. back and forth to that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and a space issue. So it's not it's not you're never going to see an e-ticket attraction out there. It would just be too much. Um Dinorama, uh, the you know maybe I don't know maybe they you know we end up having to rethink the idea of big indoor stage shows where everybody's sitting together like that yeah yeah um and those change that I think a replacement of obviously something's going to have to go in the Rivers of Light area a replacement of something is what's new that's why the first thing I said or will is what will be first that's why what I asked you was do you mean a ground up thing or do you mean I think you just you probably hit the nail on the head with the last thing you said. Uh, the, the first thing they'll probably do is fill that theater up again because it's just sitting there empty right now. Yeah, with no rivers of light. That's probably the next thing that they'll do. Right. Uh, a couple of years from now, you'll have like a major, like a new show. 
um, in that area. If that counts as a replay as something as a new attraction, which I wasn't really I think sure. It does. Yeah, if that counts, then I would say you'd see that within five years. Yeah. So in a couple of years' time, mm-hmm. I would think. So what's next? The next question is from Chad E. Price. He asks, what should be done with Primeval World? And we're going to sort of get to that on our next episode, I would say. Well, then why don't we just punt that answer and tell you, right. sir, to listen to so the, the next, next episode. episode. Stay subscribed. <laughs> uh, rate and review the show while you're there. Um, and uh, we're going to answer that quite a bit. Uh, This is another one from uh, Raising Las Vegas. Christina asks, (laughs) now that Joe Rohde has retired, who is your new favorite Imagineer? I think she assumes. Does she she try to come up with questions that she knows I can't answer? Well, she, I think she She asked the hardest questions. Joe Rohde was our, our favorite Imagineer. I would say, although he's retiring soon too, but uh, Kevin Rafferty probably, who was the spearhead behind, um, Radiator Springs out in Disney's California Adventure. That was that's such a phenomenal area that I'll I'll give him kudos for that. And I'll I'll list him as my as my new favorite. Although, like I said, he's retiring this year as well, so, somewhere along the way. Is he really? Yeah. I don't know that I can answer this. <laughs> I, I really don't. Um, okay. Well, then I'll move on to the next one. You ready for the next question? I mean, all the Imagineers that. I had this is and, and and this is the problem. I mean, I, I, I hate to say this because it makes me sound like I'm, you know, Debbie Downer. But with the with Rafferty and Rhodey leaving, those were the two that to me were representative of what Imagineering has been since the 1950s. You know, um, they're the two that held. You know, and you go go back before that to Marty Sklar and. And, you know, a, a, a myriad of others over the years. Who was the one that did um, um, the the uh, Figment, the original Figment? What was his name? Baxter, Tony Baxter. Yeah, Tony Baxter, yeah. Um, you know, the, the two that were operating. Yeah, the two that were operating now, these days that really exemplified that for me were Rhodey and Rafferty. Mm-hmm. So... I think we're going to have to see who kind of emerges here. And the problem is that they're all now tied into having to work within the context of these IPs, which those guys were not. Scott Trowbridge, maybe the guy behind the galaxy's edge. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I would say Rafferty would be mine. All right. You want to go to the next question? Yes. God, that's a tough question. I'm coming back to that one. Who's a, uh, at Maxi Steffi asks, what animal would you like to see a behind the scenes tour of? And she actually has two questions in one post here. But let's go. Let's answer that one first. I have a I have a definite answer for that. A current animal that's on exhibit. Yes. Yeah. What would you easy like one for me. I'd want to. I, I would want to do a backstage of the tigers. Well, that's interesting. That's not what I would have picked. Yeah. That's a good one though. The tigers is good. I would pick uh, giraffes, and mostly because. There are plenty of zoos around here that uh, around the world that allows you to feed giraffes. It's really kind of a cool thing to do. You get like a big long piece of lettuce and you hand it to them and they eat it. If you could incorporate that into like a backstage of the giraffe barn, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, but I would I would like to see some uh, to the see what goes on with the uh, tigers. The tigers. Okay, yeah. that's a good one. That's a good one. 
Um, she also asks in the same, um, what kind of trek would you add design for the park and what would the price pool? Well, price point. Be, oh, like wild, the wild uh, Africa trek. Oh, what oh would the price so, point so an be? extra thing, not a new, yeah, not a new trek. Like what what animals enclosures would you visit? Asia. They've they've, you know, there's always been a lot to the backstage animal workings of the Africa section of the park. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've always had that. Whether it be the Early morning safari. What was that called? The sunrise safari. Right. right. Um, went to Africa or the, um, you know, a lot of the behind the scenes, the wild Africa trek, a lot of even the design tours, all of that stuff oftentimes focused on the Africa section of the park. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see something focused on the Asia section of the park with a the tigers. The of the Maharaja would be kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The tigers, Absolutely. the monkeys that are out there, all that stuff. I mean, I know they're not monkeys, but but none, none, none of the other areas really lend themselves to like a wild Africa trek kind of thing, where you're you know scaling over the crocodiles and the hippos, and you know get on a safari truck and drive around. Yeah, it's, it would really be more of a behind the scenes kind of tour. Right, Maharaja really. doesn't do that. Yeah, right, right. All right. So the next question, Keith White asks. With the return of Festival of the Lion King, which is coming back soon, what Animal Kingdom show, experience, or attraction would you want to return next? So that's Barudica for me. But, well, that's not happening. Um, yeah, Burdika was fired before COVID. Yeah, sure. Um, so that before, wasn't yeah. a COVID thing to go back. Uh, the Festival of Lion King is the big one. It is returning June, Mike. Is that what I read? I believe that's correct. Right. Um, I don't think they're doing... Um, a winged encounters yet again. I, that would be my pick if they were going to do that. Or actually, you know, they're probably not doing Tree of Life Awakenings either because it's not. They close at five o'clock, so they're not doing that either. So I would pick either one of those two. Would be what I would want to come back next. Yeah, I, I would probably agree. Is the Boneyard open? That's a good question. I'm it was closed for a sure. while. And I'm not 100 percent sure if it reopened yet. If that's not open, I'd say that kids love that. Okay. Um, and then I would say, yeah, you probably the Tree of Life Awakenings, that kind of stuff. That I think Tree of Life Awakenings, they could probably just flip a switch and turn it back on. I mean, that does. Yeah, yeah. Actually, they just got to keep yeah. the park open class dark, and it's easy. So, yeah. Uh, but that that is so great that that's what I would. That's it's outdoors. I, would I mean, you could gather uh-huh. people outdoors. So that's mm-hmm. hopefully that starts to come back. Anyway, bonus question from him is: <laughs> What are your thoughts of Keith White? I should say. What are your thoughts on Magical Express ending at the end of the year? Is it supposed to? Oh, yeah. They, Disney's already announced it. There will be no more Magical Express coming from the airports to the parks starting in 2022. 2021 will be the last year. Not a shock. Can't believe how long they took it. Um, What are my thoughts on it? I, mean, I guess not a shock is your thought. My, my, my thought is it's not a shock because... What we have been, again, I, I, I don't want the hate mail, but what we've been in, is it, the cycle that we've been in since, I don't know, 2006 or 2007, is we pay more and we get less. The prices keep going up, and the mm-hmm. only thing they deliver us in return is updated rides that have to do with intellectual properties. That's it. Right. Service has definitely taken a hit. Service has gone down. 
I mean, of all stripes, services. That was a big thing of Michael Eisner's day is to have good service uh, at your hotels and stuff. I mean, obviously, they were never cheap. But um, even their quote-unquote value resorts, you could do way better than that uh, off property. Uh, But it's becoming less and less um, necessary to be on property. You're not getting Magical Express anymore. So you're not getting a free ride to your hotel. I mean, it's just not, uh, yeah. like you said, they're just taking stuff away. They yeah, come up I with mean, some it... BS thing about, um, oh, well, pe- people are, have changed the way they're coming to the parks and blah, 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 blah. But the simple fact of the matter is they just didn't want to pay for it anymore. Get, That's you, expensive. I mean, and, and it's true probably with the advent of Uber and Lyft, less people are using it. Um, some people say, "Ah, oh, we'll just spend the, the thirty bucks and 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 take an Uber to the park. We'll get there right away, as opposed to waiting for a half hour for the bus and having to stop at two other hotels first." Blah blah blah. That's that's fine. But a family of four, or God forbid, a family of five, <laughs> getting it, getting an Uber and a Lyft is not that easy anymore. I mean, no, you're you, gonna, I mean you, right. you got to get a special one that has. I mean, if you have a little baby, you have to have ones with car seats. I mean, it's not. You're going to go back to the days of paying for the Hertz bus, which is what it was. Right before before this, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean the whole plan. The whole point of it was to stop people from going to Universal and SeaWorld. That right. was the Get whole it, reason. Pick them up at the airport and never let them never, never let, let them out. Them leave the bubble. Right, right. And it worked. There's no yeah, it doubt it worked. worked. It but definitely worked. I'll be willing to bet you that over the last few years, they've had fewer buses. They've put more people on buses. They've made mm-hmm. people wait longer before the bus leaves. Mm-hmm. All of that has happened since it first opened. So this sure. is just the inevitable result of scaling back to the point where it gets sure. to zero. Sure, absolutely. There's a related question, and I'll, I'll, I'll throw that in for right now. It's okay. like, I'm skipping a couple on my list here. But Run for Fun, uh, who's at Get Vegas, I guess he's one of my Vegas fans here, um, asks, with Magical Express shutting down in 2022 – my mind went to how long the monorail will stay operational. What are your thoughts on its future? That is a ticking clock <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Sooner or later, there will be no more monorail. That is a I, countdown I clock for sure. Yeah. They're not going to spend the money to keep it going. Um, I think eventually it will go bye-bye. I agree. Yeah. There will be a bean counter that gets in front of Chapik and says, do you see how much this costs? It's so yeah, much cheaper if we just get people to walk there. And it's you know? breaking down. It's going to cost us a fortune to do. Yeah, I, I can't. It's going to cost I, this I, much I, to fix. And, you know, regardless of the fact that the darn things are packed to the hills every time mm-hmm. you get on them, people love them. It's iconic. That doesn't matter. The, 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 again, I get, I'm sounding like Debbie Downer here and snarky, but that's the way that's until we have a new direction at Disney until somebody new comes along who turns it around and goes back to the days of Eisner and Walt and the way it was, you know, the thought that they put into it and the way, you know, the objective was to be the best, you know, right. the cleanest hotels, the best this, the best that, the cleanest right. parks, right. you know, the most thought put into every ride, the most that that's what it was all about. And now it's not. Now it's a money making venture because right. it's, it's that's who's be been best, in charge it's to make the most. The question now is no longer can we be the best? It's can we make the most? How much can we make for the shareholders? That's what right. It is. Right, right, right. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 only hope the monorail has is if <laughs> Chapik's role, you know, uh, 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 tenure as chief operating officer or chief executive or CEO or whatever his title is is not that long lived. If we get somebody new in here with some fresh ideas in five, six, seven years, you know, it, yeah. may, it might make it. Maybe. But if JPEG is here for 20 years, you can forget it. It, it, won't, it won't last. It. it won't last. No. All right. Next question. At Mickey Mutineers asks, why are there still no red pandas? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, I, I would love to see red pandas. And I would love to see a, um, a trail uh, in the line of Maharaja Jungle Trek or Pangani over by Expedition Everest that featured red pandas and maybe I think we've talked about this before. Maybe snow leopards or clouded leopards and some like uh, yeah. pheasants, which you know, there's a lot of beautiful pheasants in the Himalayas. Um, I would love to see like even a, a shorter trail, uh, but a, a, another zoological trail over there. Um, and red pandas would be fantastic. Well, I mean, I think the answer to the question is. Uh, they would require a new exhibit. Yes, that's the answer. And they just haven't built one. And it's just, they're not, uh, despite Mike's love for the animal, they're not that popular an animal to do that right now. So they, they're, they're not going to spend, uh, uh, you know, $40 million to build a new trail just to feature red pandas. Exactly. But red pandas are a cute animal. They sell plushes. Um, you know, if they, they can. Brought- if they brought in giant pandas and wanted to add like a side exhibit, then you might get them because they would don't want to go down this rabbit hole again. But, but you know they would spend the money pandas. for something like that. So if there's a way sure. to incorporate, uh, if there's going to be a new construction of some kind and they're going to incorporate them, then that's what you would do. If you want to add to the jungle track or something, you would, you would do that. But mm-hmm. that's the reason because they can't just be put into an existing. I don't think they can just be put into an existing exhibit. They probably could. It, you'd have uh, to redo it. Life. Yeah. You'd have to do, you'd have to make some sort of uh, uh, changes, but you probably could shoehorn it into the tree of life or even they're the really Maharaja cool. jungle track. Yeah. Anyway, they're really question. cool animals. <laughs> next question. This is from uh, Chad price again. Am I the only one who cannot stand the pre-show for flight of pa- passage? Loved not having to do it last time. I have skipped this great ride just because of it. Um, I am not to the point where I can't stand it. I mean, I understand why it's there. Um, you know, you have that guy with the, uh, you know, the first guy and then the, you know, the doctor come out and right. talk to you. First of all, you're trying to set the stage for the theming of it. And the backstory of it—that's number one, right? And number two, just from a loading standpoint, um, when they built the attraction, I mean, everybody assumed it was going to be hugely popular, and it is. Right, and you would get lines several hours. So by by having these two sort of pre-shows, you're kind of getting people to the attraction quicker. Okay, and they're not actually on the attraction, but they're enjoying pre-shows first. I mean, that's why they do pre-shows for like. Sure. Theater, building, sure. you know, is, is so that you're not just sitting there. Right. Uh, so I, I understand why they did it. Um, the crowd uh, movement thing, it's all yeah, that crowd stuff. movement and all that kind of stuff, and and it's setting the setting the story for you. 
because they explain to you, you know, why you are now writing a banshee. So you have <laughs> you have a, a framework for for the the attraction story. Um, I don't. I'm not one who can't stand it. I mean, it's fine. It's it's not you know Doctor Seeker by any means, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the pre-show? I know you don't do. You haven't done Flight of Passage as much as I have. <laughs> um. I think we're 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 better off just uh, allowing your answer to stay. <laughs> All right, I, I I'm not a fan of any of that attraction. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I think it's okay. I, I think the the pre-show, like you said, is necessary to tell the story because there are a lot of people who not only haven't seen Avatar, but don't you know? Even if you did, you saw it once, you never watched it again, right. so you don't really know what it's all about. It's not like Star Wars, right. where it's ubiquitous. Um, you know, you need to tell the story. You need to, and then you all they use the pre-story to shoehorn it into Animal Kingdom. That's a you know that's a big part of what that's there mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can't say I, I'm not to the point where I can't stand it. I just the whole the whole attraction just is terribly overrated in my mind <laughs> but uh, again i'm doing it again mike i'm gonna get bad reviews now because of this <laughs> let's go to the next three questions are all from brian is appleman 365 at appleman 365 on twitter he has three different questions and some and they're pretty good uh first one what do you think and what do you hope so those are two separate questions they are going to do with the rivers of light seating I think they're going to put a new show in there that's going to be similar, um, but it will be set, you know, around some sort of IP, whether it's Mickey Mouse and Friends or just, you know, every animal movie ever made or or whether specifically like, uh, you know, Lion King or or, or something like Jungle Book or whatever. Yeah, I think they will do. A, a show based upon that. What I hope they would do with it is bring back something that was very similar to Rivers of Light, telling a story of, you know, the water and how it's important to the to life on Earth and conservation issues and things like that. But I don't think they're going to go that way. Uh, I all I can do is completely concur with everything you just said. I mean, I, if you can't open. If they're not going to be able to really open any of the stage shows like The Lion King, which looks like they're going to anyway, it would be a nice idea to maybe do something themed to The Lion King or something themed towards at least an animal-related property. Mm-hmm. Not Again, no pants, right? No no Mickey right. Mouse, that kind of nonsense for, for The Animal King. Just doesn't belong there. Um, I, 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 but I, 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 that's what's going to happen. I mean, right. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. I'm I'm almost positive that they'll go IP. Totally, no chance. No chance they don't. In my mind, could be Pandora. (laughs) (laughs) It could be. I mean, they could do. I could see that they could do a uh, a Avatar type of thing. All right. His next question was, "What do you think, and what do you? Oh, uh, what do you hope Joe Rody will do next?" Also, do you believe he wanted to retire, or do you feel this this was Disney moving on and giving him the retirement option like they do to most public faces of the company when they let go to save face? Uh, 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 with regards to the last part, I don't think so. I think Joe actually really wanted to kind of hang up the Imagineer and go do some other things. Uh, he has you know, said to me like he's got uh, so many things that he wants to do 
um, I think conservation wise and things like that, that, uh, that he wanted to, he wanted to retire, I think. Um, again, that could be just him saying that to, to save face, but, but so what I think he'll do is I think you'll see him like doing things such as the snow leopard, uh, uh, documentary we saw in the past. I think you'll see him doing artwork that, that he auctions off for charities, like, uh, like such as the international rhino foundation or, you know, an elephant conservation thing or snow leopards or things, things like that. As to what I hope Joe Rody would do, I would, uh, I think, uh, I think Dave said this uh, a few episodes back. I would love to see him hosting a Disney Plus show about uh, traveling to strange places around the world. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, that that was my idea. I'm not, that's what I would like to see him do. I would like to see him get involved some way with uh, a travel channel type of thing where he goes into his Explorers Club mode and um, you know does that kind of thing. Uh, as far as that. The part about why he's leaving, uh, you know, in the political world, the big joke is they wanted to go spend more time with their family. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's that. But yeah. in the music world, the answer that we always give when people break when bands break up is they had creative differences. The difference is in the political world, nobody's ever leaving the White House to spend more time with their family. That's that's complete BS. Mm-hmm. But in the musical world, sometimes creative differences really does ex- do exist. I've been in bands that you could say that about. Um, and I think that maybe at worst, that was might have been what happened here. Um, that Chapik, his regime, the way he thinks of things, and the way Rhodey thinks of things just don't mesh. Mm-hmm. And there were creative differences and... Joe knew that, and he didn't want to spend his last few years as an Imagineer um, fighting upriver against stuff he doesn't agree with. I mm-hmm. think that's possible. I I don't think they told him to leave, but I think it's possible that he saw the writing on the wall with the change in the way things are going and, and knows that there might be creative differences between him and the people taking over now. Right, right. That seems right. at least a reasonable guess. I agree. You know. Anyway, what else? Let's get through these. Sure. He's got uh, one more. Has the pandemic caused either of you to lose a bit of that Disney magic, either through not being able to or willing to visit DW, uh, WDW, or the changes being made to WDW? Uh, I have not been back since the pandemic. Um, I currently have plans to go in the middle of March. We'll see. Uh, that's still the plan as of right now. Um, I, uh, I don't know if the pandemic has caused me to lose any of the bit of Disney magic. I think, uh, if anything, it's, you know, Chapik being in charge and just having a bad feeling about it. Maybe, maybe that has changed me a little bit, but, but not the pandemic. What are your thoughts, Dave? Um, I, I would say the only way I would bring the pandemic into the, the, uh, decision-making process here is, I don't think I would spend the money to go back until it is reopened to the extent that it was before COVID. Mm-hmm. And if that can't ever happen, if we're going to be in a you know years long phase where we're you know no street shows, no you know uh, theater shows, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, then it, mm-hmm. I think at that point it would make me rethink it. Up to this point, I have you know, I mean, I have you know 
DVC points that I'm probably going to end up losing mm-hmm. um, if I don't find some way to use them. And I, because I'd rather not spend the money on the park tickets, on the planes and stuff to go down there for a park that is. And, and I, I have so many people who tell me you're wrong. It's great. You'll love it. Um, but those are generally rides people commando people who want to hit every attraction mm-hmm. that have gone there and hit all these attractions mike and i i mean I, i'm not like that mike's more like mm-hmm. that than i am i'm more of a let's walk around and enjoy ourselves kind of person and it seems like there's so many things that are closed now that would be disappointing and i know for my son to go to the animal kingdom and not go into the festival of lion king would drive him nuts he would right, right. you know or to not or go the to the boneyard yeah, he would be right. disappointed. So to spend the money to go at this point seems like not a good expenditure of my funds. And that's really the only way COVID has brought it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. As soon as I can go back, I, I'm i sure we will be back. The next question, Dave, is very easy. It's from mm-hmm. DVC Mary. Okay. Who would you recommend to replace Joe Rohde at Disney's Animal Kingdom? The answer is clearly me. That's what I would recommend. <laughs> I was just going to say Safari Mike. <laughs> that's what I would recommend. She also asks, what's the most unusual animal found at Disney's Animal Kingdom? In terms of yeah, let you rarity, rarity in other zoos, if that's the question, yeah. probably oh, the lion-tailed macaque, maybe. The one that new monkeys from uh, at the Maharaja Jungle Trek. They're not found in many zoos. Um, what also, about the new uh, tiger the, species? The, I was just going to say the, the Malaysian tigers yeah. um, are also – not super common. You get Bengals and Siberian are more common in zoos. Right. Um, but in terms of just unusual, it's like a freaky animal. That's a little bit harder to ask uh, or to answer. I mean, the giant anteater is a very unusual looking animal. Oh, yeah. uh, so that would probably be my answer. If that's the question. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, you wouldn't, you're a better person to answer this than me for sure. <laughs> is that it? Uh, yeah, holding out. A couple of more. Okay. Um, what's the worst cocktail ever served in Animal Kingdom or Animal Kingdom Resorts, and why is it the painted lemur at Sanaa? <laughs> That's from uh, Master of Disguises. Never had. Uh, on Twitter. Uh, I don't remember if I've ever had the painted lemur either, but wh- what is no. the worst cocktail ever ser- uh, served at the Animal Kingdom? I don't know. That yak attack is awfully sweet. I mean, <laughs> If you don't like sweet, that will do it to you. Yeah, that's, sure. a, that's a bit rough. I've never had um, one that I didn't like, at least to some degree. Right. Uh, there's it been is, one uh, or two drinks at Nomad that maybe were a little bit too. See, I'm a I'm a real rum drinker, so you get a couple over there that aren't that use like real juice that's almost pulpy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes I could see why people wouldn't like that in a cocktail. But I've never had a bad one. I don't know. All right. So next question is from Appleman365 again. Uh, How is your Animal Kingdom stock holding up? And he kind of explains this. What do you think of the park's long-term prospects of looking when looking at attendance compared to the other parks? Will it hang on to number two at WDW? And if so, for how many more years? No. I don't think think so. You think what? I think Epcot, when it reopens to the way it you know will will be a huge attraction the problem with that you might be right but the problem with that is with covid coming right after announcing all that stuff they've already announced the cuts to some things 
like they're not doing the uh, the 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 the, the uh, building where you can like watch the illuminations from the roof. That I forget what they would call them that. So there's some. I mean, they're still doing obviously Gardens of the Galaxy and Ratatouille is going to open later this year. Um, but some of it has taken a backseat. Who knows if they're still going to do that Moana fountains thing? I mean, who knows? But here's the thing. Yeah, Epcot is positioned to be the number two. It has everything. It's got some things for little kids. It's got it's a place that everybody wants to go and eat dinner at, to have a drink right. at. It's got all right. the festivals. It has a lot of advantages. It has an advantage of space. It has it's on it the monorail line. It has a it has a lot of advantages oh, over the animal about kingdom. How the monorail line might be going by, by well, yeah. Point, but, yeah. but it has a lot of advantages over the animal kingdom when it comes to these things. And I think that because it's been in just disarray the last few years and the animal kingdom was the the big you know, darling of the media for a few years, those things changed. But I think when all said and done and all the parks are operating with a good investment in them, if that ever can all happen at, at once, then I think Epcot is just because of those advantages, the natural one to be there. I think the Animal Kingdom could stay above Hollywood Studios for a while. But I think in the, within the next few years... As things start to reopen and they clean up uh, Epcot and, you know, mm-hmm. you can go back to eating in the restaurants at full capacity and all the festivals are back and all that. I, I just think that's an overwhelming advantage because you get you get so many people who are, live locally who just go there for dinner, you know, or go there right. to drink for a night or something like that. You don't get that at the other parks as much. Right, right. All right, I have a couple. I think three more questions here, Dave. Okay, uh, two two from Ken Story. First one is: Why is the hotel so far away? Wouldn't it have been cheaper to be closer? Uh, yes, uh, I don't know about I, cheaper, it, but it would have been cooler. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, for what he's talking about is the Animal Kingdom Lodge being yeah. like basically adjacent to yeah um, the Animal Kingdom. Uh, for people who have gone to other Disney properties, I know. In Tokyo, there's a couple of hotels that are like basically you can go into the park from a hotel. Um, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised they did not do that. Actually, it, it would have been a, a little. I'm bit, surprised they been, didn't at least do a boat, uh, like a little water feature to get you there via boat. Yeah. Yeah. A, I'm, a su- I'm train surprised. Kind of thing. Something. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't connect it more closely. Yes. At. Uh, Islands of Adventure, Lost Continent, its original form lasted less than a decade. Does this mean Beastly Kingdom would have been a flop? Thus, hindsight proving canceling it was actually the right decision. I do not think it would have been a flop. Uh, if Joe Rody did it, and they would have had what they expe- what they wanted to have, which was the Dragon Coaster and yeah. uh, you know a Unicorn Garden and a uh, Fantasia Boat Ride, Um I think it would still be there and still be popular. I don't think they would have plotted over for Avatar Land, to be honest. Um, I agree 100%. I think, they, I think they would have done Avatar Land somewhere else. Um, I think it would have been... Yeah. I, I think the the failings of Lost Continent does not mean anything based upon mythological creatures and the like. Because the Lost Continent that ultimately happened at Islands, uh, Islands of Adventure was nothing like uh, what they were planning on Beastly Kingdom. Um, the, the dragon coaster. They had a dragon coaster, but it was just right. called the dragon coaster. It was a, a regular roller coaster, like a dueling roller coaster thing. It was not at all what the dragon tower was going to be. Right. Um, 
So I, I think it would have, I think it would still be there today. I don't and think it would, it would be hugely popular and it would be iconic. They're incredible plans. Probably. If you get a Probably. chance to look at them, do it. They're incredible plans. They would have been phenomenal. Probably. Last question is from uh, Ken Cabot at Disney Dad 611. Where in Disney's Animal Kingdom should we put a tribute to Joe Rohde and what should it look like? I have a, a, an obvious – I have an answer for this if you want me to go first, Dave. Sure. I would put a, a little statue – like almost like the um, Walt statues uh, – partners and the other statues that they have throughout uh, Disneyland and, and Disney World. I would do a picture of Joe Rohde um, drawing something. Uh, sketching something, um, maybe in front of the Tree of Life, uh, I, or even behind it on that trail behind the Tree of Life, even behind it too would be fine. I, I that's exactly what I was thinking: is something in front of the tree, maybe something in front of the gate. Um, you could do that too if you wanted yeah. to before you ever walked in, but or right I, when it, you walk in with the, there's kind of that big courtyard before you walk through the oasis. Right. You could put something right in the middle of that for sure. I don't see Chapik ever doing that, but down the road, somebody might. Somebody might. Somebody might. I mean, we talked about this before that uh, Animal Kingdom is, you know, really Joe's Park. In fact, we have a T-shirt on it now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Check it out. <laughs> Deep public. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that would be great if they did like a little statue to uh, Joe Rohde somewhere somewhere in the park. I think that would be fantastic. Yep. Um, and, and completely it, appropriate it, and something they should do. And and I would like to do. I would like. I like you said. JPEG probably wouldn't do it. But if no. I would like to see them do it relatively soon. I mean, um, so that Joe Rody could could come and enjoy it. I don't want him to do it thirty years from now after you know Joe Rody's passed away. And you know, it would yeah. be nice to have like something to commemorate. Uh, and maybe five years from now, have like a uh, a, a little a little party for him and, uh, and put the statue up. I think that would be great. JPEG will do a statue of himself before he does that. <laughs> him counting coins is that it <laughs> that's it well there you go thanks everybody for sending your questions some of the there are some great questions there i mean hard ones for me i should really look at these before we start recording because they're, <laughs> they're difficult for me to come up with stuff uh, don't forget follow mike on twitter jumbo everyone uh, follow me on twitter at radio harambe follow us on instagram disney's animal kingdom and you could follow us on facebook at radio harambe um don't forget, you can go to any of those places, find the link to our T Public store. You can hit that up, and uh, every bit of money we make off that is going to the International Rhino Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we've made a uh, donation already, so thank you so much for that. And there's some new designs out, including one that talks about Joe Rody's Animal Kingdom. So you go check. That well, out. we released we released the, you know not not to go too down too far down this rabbit hole, but we did release a few that were kind of uh, Joe Rody specific. Uh, Joe Rody's Animal Kingdom, uh, Rody right. meat masks and uh, masks and beads, uh, Rody's Rodies and uh, Disco Yeti. <laughs> released at so the same go, time. Yeah, so go check that out, and uh, <laughs> and all the money goes to a great cause don't forget to uh if you don't subscribe to us on uh, apple Podcasts, please do so uh if anywhere you can do a five-star rating we only are accepting five-star ratings this time of year so <laughs> if you're if you're uh can do a five-star rating please do that uh, it does help to get the word out on the show and the more listeners the better um and so for safari mike i'm dave mcbride quaharini go well and thank you for listening to radio harambe <laughs> Now to kuku atamelele ah
Now, who do you?